0: Hello and welcome to Successful Single and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast, where we show amazing women how to attract the perfect partner for them by embracing and showcasing their authenticity. I haven't figured it out yet, but you know, let's see. Good time. We'll yeah. Get a- every week we get a little better. Every week yeah. a little better. I agree. And then imagine where we'll be in a year from now if every week we get a little better. We'll be holograms. <laughs> is that the best? Is that the best you can be, a hologram? <laughs>
1: I know. Is that what Jem was? Wasn't Jem like? Jem and the holograms.
0: Outrageous, truly, truly, truly outrageous. I used to watch Jem before school I on watch- a little pink TV.
1: I watched Jem, but I have like no recollection of anything that Jem was about. But, like, I know I watched it. She was
0: a hologram. She was a rock star. Yeah. Yeah, and she had, like, an earring. Something happened. There oh, was it was, earring. like, magical. I was like,
1: cool. Like, why are you telling me she had an earring? Like a yeah, lot It was of some people. sort of magical
0: earring. It, it was, was a magical, magical earring. Friend. It was a... Spa- the hear- the oh. earring's important. She had an eye. <laughs> She also had an an ear that the earring went on. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, the exact wording is, I don't have enough spare time to deal with finding someone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of negativity.
0: Yes, the wording of it. And I think that's an important place, I think, to start. So we definitely coach to watch your words. Like, we... Even just the slightest tint of how um, you say something can totally impact your return on something. So, what's the word for you, Jen? I'm curious if it's the same as my word that jumped off there. Deal. Um, deal. Like, yeah. Deal. deal. Like, like it's something to deal with. Yes. Like pain in the ass. I deal with this. Yes. Like
1: that's what my mom used to say to me when like I would bring like something, like a problem to her at like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, I need a poster board and glue and something for school tomorrow. And she was like, I cannot deal with this.
0: Jennifer, you did that at 10 o'clock at night? That's so unlike you. But
1: probably because I had already done three different versions of the same project. Oh, probably. I did have and like didn't like
0: them. So wanted to start over. That makes more sense. So Jennifer is is as a type as they get. So much so that yeah. I'm now calling her Jennifer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what my mother would say. So it's Jennifer. Jennifer.
0: Jennifer. And then you the look. Deal with it, Jennifer. But that's oh. actually good advice from your mom. Like yeah. you to, like deal with this, like and not and realize that, that whatever's going on in your head is not something that you need to be we do not need to get it to poster board at ten o'clock at night, basically. Right, right. Absolutely. absolutely. so so her approach, I'll bet,
1: probably wasn't helpful at the time because I think ten o'clock just like nothing good happens when you're trying to get ready for school the next day. <laughs> but like, you know, she's not wrong. Um, so, so our lie is, I don't have the time to deal with, and I also, I think time is an interesting thing that we should chat about. But the idea of finding someone—that it's like this search, and you have to go out on the high seas. To like, yeah, you know, get the like big, you know, I don't even know what it's called the the thing when you are at the sea to like. Right, it's search. not a
0: telescope. I, I yeah. A, this guy, you is know, it what a telescope. I mean. No, I don't know. The thing, the the yeah. one eye binocular. This sea no, the sea searcher. <laughs> That's what it is. That is now what it's called. But yeah, <laughs> I. Yes, like you're searching over the sea. It sounds so exhausting mm-hmm. this, the way that it's spoken about here, like that you need all this extra time. And, and the reason it's a lie or the reason we, we listed it as top 10 lies is because it's one we hear a lot. You know, my life is too busy to deal with this crap. And like right. even just the deal with this already makes it like it doesn't sound like you're going to want to deal with it if it's if it's crappy all the time.
1: Right, like what is actually, what would ever motivate you to not feel that way? It almost sounds like I've moved past the point where I'm willing to date and I've now given up. Yep. And so I think that time aspect is interesting. And, and you said like, I'm too busy to, to deal with this. We'll use that language again. And so there's that piece of it, the like busy part, which I think we should definitely like unpack. But then there's also, I think sometimes this is said when someone feels like they're too old or they've like moved past the the prime age at which they've decided is the prime age of dating. And they're like, I don't have time in terms of years to find mm, that's such a thing.
0: Yeah. That, right, I don't have enough time. Look, it's 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 that that perspective again, and we always come back to this perspective of that the, the, the look or the putting the time in is potentially going to be a waste. Mm-hmm. And that's very much the perspective that the only positive outcome of the search or the being open to finding more than the search, because that's really what it is, the openness of receiving right. more than the like, uno <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> now that we're dancing, Where is take, it like off it. The, take it off the shelf, put it in your basket. Take it off. Oh, get the bottom shelf. Get the bottom shelf. <laughs> um, see how fun the search is? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the way I would reword this from, I don't have spare time to deal with finding someone in a way that would have more of a curiosity or... Uh, the, the question back, I guess, so that it's rephrased in a different way where it's not, it doesn't have all this baggage on it already, um, is do you feel that at the end of your life, it would be worth it to have spent it and shared it with others? I don't mean, right. I mean, even go that broad in the beginning right? Um, Because it's not really, it's more of an openness, not a search, I think, that we talk about. Right, right. So I I feel like this is, I I kind of, I don't know if you saw this viral video,
1: like, I don't know, maybe five years ago, but it's like a college professor, and he walks into his class, and he puts out like a, a cylinder vase, and he puts the rocks inside of it and then he puts like the smaller rocks and then he pours the sand and he talks about how the big rocks are like the things in your life that you love that, you know, or maybe the commitments you have, family, your job, um, you know, your, your house payment, your car payment, whatever. Those are the things that like you cannot get rid of. They fulfill your life, but they're also like part of being an adult or whatever. And then you then have these other smaller rocks. So those maybe are your hobbies or the things that interest you. And then the sand is like everything else. And if you try to pour the sand in first, you're never going to have room for the rocks. Yep. And I feel like this, that viral video or that analogy works perfectly to talk about this, that dating has to be one of the things that you kind of work everything else around like you don't it's like the sand you don't put your family or your friends or the things that matter to you or your work on the back burner so that you can date because that's just going to create anxiety or frustration or it's going to make you feel like what what is this for if you if you like get rid of everything that, that makes you whole and happy. And I mean, it you like, it. <laughs> you said. I said absolutely, <laughs> sorry. But you, but you have to do those other things that make your life fall first, the rocks. And that actually, I think in both of our opinions, makes dating so much more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, and I love that, that analogy of that the dating is absolutely the sand. And, and in the story, the way that I heard it with the, the rocks and the pebbles and the sand is that the professor puts the rocks in first and says to the class, is the glass full? And they're like, yeah, it's totally full. And then he puts the little,
1: yeah.
0: and then he says, is it full now? And they say, yeah, well, now it's definitely full. And then he puts the sand in and it shows you how there is still room if you do it in the right order. So a a lot of times the not having spare time, we also get from, um, from moms talking about dating because it feels very much like they're making the, the dating a giant rock, the biggest rock. (laughs) And it's then competing with like their children, their, their loves. Right. So it's like, I have to turn this off. I have to get rid of this rock to have room for this rock. They can't both fit in there at the same time. But when you make it the sand that fits around and you are able to look at your life and see where those holes are, and because we have things like the accessibility of online dating um, and the ability to turn off notifications and stuff like that, can compartmentalize and still have a flow coming in of prospects, Right. I think to a degree that we we've never had access for it, access to before. Um you know you had, right. had you had the kind of like personals in a paper or whatever but the fact that you can you could put out there feelers or do a little work over here and then get return later on in the dating world is is I think although it gets a really hard knock from a lot of people is a wonderful tool to use if used in the right way um, for your particular life with the right mindset for really busy people. And it's not just moms who are busy. We also work with like very busy just women who have a lot of stuff going on in their lives and they're like, why would I give up doing, you know, spending time with my family or or working on my career to do this? And we're mm-hmm. saying you don't do that. That's the wrong way to go mm-hmm. about it. You don't give up those big right. things. Right, because I, I think, you know, our philosophy is like
1: that those big rocks and that those pebbles are what make you you and that's what actually is attractive to a guy. Um, so if you start removing those things, you are losing the qualities that or the, the stuff that makes you so interesting and, and awesome and, and successful and sexy. and And if you lose that, then there's not a great foundation for finding someone or a relationship.
0: Yeah, and I just had like an aha moment when we were when you were saying that that it's it's detrimental not only because of the attractiveness, but also when you remove that and then the only source of your happiness comes now from whoever it is that you're interacting with. Yes. then you get into that relationship where you're you're codependent, um, they're your end all be-all, you put too much weight on it, you commit too early. You make things, you pretend that things are there and working that are actually not there or not working. Like it's, it's really detrimental to like erase important things from your life in order to make time for dating. Right. And if you,
1: yeah. And if you give up stuff in order to meet someone and then you meet someone, but they never had to give stuff up
0: to meet you, you're resentful. Then it's unequal for the, yeah. yeah. And that's where you get, I mean, I just spoke to somebody today um, who realized from a past relationship that like for years she didn't know um, what she liked to do because she had given up her whole identity, her whole identity became whatever she wanted to do, whatever he liked and she just was the agreeer in that relationship and then afterwards had to kind of pick up the pieces and start exploring again which was a wonderful period and has been a wonderful period in her life but then when we have that relationship and then on our own we start to realize what we like then we have the fear that if we go back into a relationship we're going to lose all those things and the truth is when you make the dating the sand you don't lose those things because the person who comes in has to fit into your life it has to fit right right Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then. And if they come in like a boulder and there's no room for a boulder, then. Right. You don't, it doesn't fit. Right. Right. And then it starts to happen, you know, I don't know if I can continue with the metaphor, but like if he becomes a rock, it's a rock that's molded in and, and is meshed in with the other things that are in your jar. So it's not like I have to spend all this time with him and all this time with you know my career, my kids or whatever. Like and now I have this other giant rock, it kind of it starts to fit into your life in a certain way. It's a natural there's a natural setting for it. You know, there are things that with my husband I would never I never tried or did before but in our relationship, I tried with him and vice versa. He with me. So there's a give and take, but there was not me shutting off who I was. And there are things that I tried with him and I was like, I will never do this again, ever. Goodbye. Good luck with that. <laughs> there are things and vice versa. And we kept those parts of ourselves and we encourage them. And you know, that's what, if you like to do it on your own, you do it on your own. And that's what that is for. Or if you like to do it with friends, maybe you have a friend who fills that role. You know, it doesn't there's also this, this storybook of like, that the and this I think where the boulder kind of comes in, that whoever you end up with has to be your end-all, be-all, everything in your life. And that's where all the other wonderful things that you have in your life right now get pushed aside. If there's right. one person who's going to come in, that's not what this is. It should right. be somebody who fits in, you know, and fits the other things, like somebody to come home and talk about your day with at the end of the day. You know, those little things where nobody else is, that's where that person fits in.
1: Abs- yeah, I, absolutely. Absolutely. I,
0: it, I was starting to say it and I was like, nope. I know, no. now we like get in our own heads about it. Well, I just said ABSA, so I feel like I should finish it. ABSA. ABSA. That means it's our new thing.
1: <laughs> it might be better than ABSOLUTELY. Um, so,
0: side note, really funny story. Yeah. I'm going to tell them about when we tried to make, when I tried to make Kilimanjaro happen.
1: Okay. Do you remember? I don't remember what led up to it. Was it the
0: Toto song? No, I think it was just things were happening. When things happened that were weird, I was like Bizarro, Kilimanjaro, <laughs> and then I like looked at Jen and I was like, "I'm gonna make Kilimanjaro happen. Mark <laughs> my words, this is gonna happen." And here we are, like ten years later, it hasn't happened. To well, us, we right. say it right. Yeah. But I, I thought it was gonna be like a. Like, a, I, I had these big dreams for Kilimanjaro that it was going to be like widespread.
1: <laughs> like the
0: fetch? Yeah. Like, don't keep, stop. Yeah. But fetch but, didn't happen and then ironically happened by not happening. But it's funny. Like, we don't say bizarre. Neither of us say the word bizarre. I, I mean, say it on occasion, name. I guess. Occasionally, too. I'll say it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I say weird. I'll be like, that's weird. I say bizarro if I'm going to say anything at all. I don't Bizar- think I stop at bizarre. bizarro. Kilimanjaro. I don't know where we went. Where was this from? Because we were saying something else about making something happen. So
1: I feel like it either came. Do you mean like, why are we talking about it now? Or where did bizarro? Yeah, no,
0: why are we talking about it now?
1: I don't know. You were like, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> but there was a reason for my story.
1: Um, it's OK. Okay, I was gonna say the origin story has to either be Toto's Africa or That
0: song from the 90s. How bizarre. Oh My god, I have a whole other story for that But I woke go- up. <laughs> There's a boy next week <laughs> Really fast. There's a boy John LaVar and we said instead of how bizarre we go John LaVar John- I feel like
1: I knew this story. I, I probably, probably told you it. That. I
0: only have a couple of stories Jen <laughs> maybe, But maybe that Was it that's the origin story? I think there was just a period of my life where I was saying bizarro. It was like when I found out about from my husband, bizarro, like the anti, oh, the super, super yeah, yeah. Um, well, for both of us,
1: things we picked up from our husbands, like a knowledge of Marvel (laughs) and DC,
0: yes. Oh, oh, the depth of my, my, (laughs) there again. Where does it fit? So, you know, people will say things like, "You, you, everyone has the same 24 hours in a day and you make time for what you want. So that's partially the shifting. And that's why the watching your language around these things is really important. Because if you say something like, if we compare it again to like the going to the gym, like I don't have enough time to go and like go to the gym. Um, and work out and then come back and shower, like that kind of thing, then you create such a large list of things that you have to do in order to get to where you want to go, which is essentially feel good and be healthy, um, that you get in your own way. And it's the same thing here. Like I would, if you're feeling this way, if this is the story that you're telling yourself, I would kind of see like what, how many steps you're involved in here? Because when we, when we coach, it doesn't really take that long when you get down to it. Like some of the pre-work might take a little while, but when it comes down to like the getting things going, it's really, you know, 15 minutes. It could be even a day would give you plenty, plenty of return. And then one or, or two dates a week, and that could be a coffee date. You know, in the middle, like it doesn't have to be like an evening. You could have two dates in one night, you know? Right. And, and I think we, we live in
1: a time or in a culture where like you're supposed to be busy. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually listening to, to Jonathan Van Ness's podcast today and he was interviewing this woman about how, well, the question was like, does the use of technology make our brains turn to mush? And he was talking about how much value he got in his childhood and adolescence and young adult, um, I guess, stages of his life, being bored and just having, like, time to just sit and, like, be creative. And I think we, we as a culture have sort of completely abandoned the idea of just sitting and, like, doing something that you want or doing nothing for 30 minutes unless you're meditating but i think maybe this is a challenge to all of us cuz i struggle with this as well like that there is value in just being bored or giving yourself 30 minutes or an hour every day to to like process that it is not cool to be busy and when you are that busy you're you're taking away things that you want out of your life whether it's friends whether it's dating you're actually perpetuating a, an unhappiness or a lack of contentment when you don't allow yourself to have space for whatever it is that you want. And I think it feeds into your psyche and your like self-actualization.
0: And that conscious shifting from active time to resting not and it doesn't have to be resting like sitting on a bed but like an, a, a Moment of and it could be a minute You don't you get a lot of return for a short amount of time in the doing of nothing Um, yeah. but giving yourself these respites during the day where you slow down Um, but doing it consciously So right. like, I always give the analogy of like, you know when like you go to a party and there's food out I have two analogies that, or three that tend to hit with somebody. But like when you go to a party and there's food out and you're like picking at the food the whole time you're there and you don't really know how much you're consuming, but you're just kind of like eating and you're not, never really full. Um, but you don't feel good afterwards. You're not satisfied. You might be very full, but you're not ever satisfied from it. Um, or if you scroll on social media and you don't know how long you've been on there for, that's the second one. Mm-hmm. And the third is like, you like sit down to watch TV and then seven hours have passed and you still don't feel like, like you've rebooted at all. Like you don't feel like you, you might as well have been sitting there for 10 minutes, right? You don't feel right, better. Right. That's because our brains don't know. We haven't checked in with our brains and said, I'm going to do this now. So we kind of do it mindlessly and okay. that's the effect of doing something mindfully as opposed to mindlessly. So when you take that moment to like reboot and get quiet and, take a second where like things are off and you're not doing anything. It's really about doing it where you say to yourself, you make a conscious decision, I'm going to take 10 minutes now and turn everything off and just sit quietly and I'm gonna do this for myself and I'm gonna feel refreshed at the end of it. You know, the same way if you were to watch a TV show and you're like, I'm gonna watch this TV show and just kind of check out and laugh a little bit. And at the end of the TV show, I'm going to be ready to go back to whatever it was I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is doing it with a conscious transition in and out is so important for our brains. Cause there else you could be sitting and you don't even realize that it's been 10 minutes or 20 minutes or a half hour, you know? Right. Okay.
1: When I feel like that puts someone in the right, headspace to enjoy the, the, the rocks, if we're gonna go back to the metaphor, the big rocks and the pebbles of their life, that while they're doing the thing that is the rock, whether it's their hobby or spending time with friends and family, they can be fully there. And then when they're approaching dating, they have the right attitude because they've said, I would like to date. I am yes. not tell myself I am too busy because this is something that I want. And when we
0: want things, we make the time for them. Yeah. And when we do things, when we consciously do everything in our life or more things in our life, so consciously tending to those big rocks also, you don't have the guilt attached to spending time on the sand. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's taking away from anything because you know, you've already spent that time there. Um, but I guess, you know, I know we went on like a couple of different like lessons through this conversation. I think the the biggest thing that we would say with this lie, the two biggest things is to watch your to hear your language and to hear the language of the people around you because there's a lot of negativity with dating and there's a lot of women women connect with each other by commiserating with each other. So hearing the people around you, is it are you bonding with your friends by complaining about dating? Or like complaining about men, because that's going to put you into a mindset that's going to get in your way rather than be helpful. If in the end, what you want is to find a partner. Right. Um, and the second thing is, is that if you are thinking that you don't have enough spare time, then, then our question would be in your methodology of like, how much time do you think you need to spend on this? You know, because there's really not a lot to do. There's not... Yes, you do have to be able to dedicate some time to this. Yes, it does take some work. It's not like it's not, you do nothing. But with really focused spouts of work towards it, your return can be really great. And um, it doesn't have to take over everything. It shouldn't. It absolutely shouldn't. That it's detrimental if it is when you're doing this. If you're dating and it's taking over the rest of your life, then we would, we would coach that you shift the way that you're dating because it should not be doing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think for, for anyone that maybe we're saying something that, that is sort of a a catalyst for them saying, wow, I, I never thought of it that way, or I would love to know more about that. I think, you know, to, to message either Amy or I, because we both went through this process and kind of learned how to do this for ourselves while dating. And we would love to hear what you're going through, um, and find out what's giving you the reason to think that you're too busy to date. Yeah. Or what's causing the the negative headspace that you're sitting in.
0: Yeah, this is not to shut you guys down. This is, if you think you really don't have enough time, then come tell us how you don't have enough time, because we would love, you know, then we'll come back on and be like, well, Julie really doesn't have enough time. (laughs) We're wrong. (laughs) This is why. And sometimes things do come up in life where you put it to to the side a little bit more. But overall, there are nooks and crannies in which, you know, we usually are able to fit it in, if that's what you want. Thank you for listening to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, the podcast. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at SuccessfulSingleFemale. Check out our website at www.SuccessfulSingleFemale.com or check us out on YouTube at Successful Single and Not Willing to Settle. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to not settle.